jackets out here man i, I never <laughs> the fuck is going on yeah, bro texans we we like to keep it uh <laughs> keep it fresh i hate that dude i i, I remember this lab i'm like well, am i getting all this like old trauma from living in texas like yeah y'all nobody dresses for the weather ever here. well they just everyone just assumes it's going to be summer <laughs> yeah it's not dude texas is not always summer it's actually very tempestuous exactly but they're like it's it's la here it's fucking la here brother we uh we we're all we're always thinking positively, you know. Yeah, it's very positive. Planning very positive. ahead. You know what I'm saying? Fucking like aliens coming in and like taking over our entire country, and they're looking at it. They're like, yeah, I gotta go to work today. It's like they don't. You can't stop a Texan guy's routine for nothing. Nope. For nothing. People think Texans are lazy. It's actually not true at all. It's we're incredibly hardworking in the way we've been doing it for ten years. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to add a new thing to the list, like recycling or something, they're like, what? I've been not recycling for 20 years, brother. <laughs> You're watching the best barbecue show. Oh. I am on the way to Snows with Osama Siddiqui. You were like, uh, hey, man, it's going to be fun. We have lighting now. You didn't realize how yeah. fucking dark I am, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is not lighting right now. Bro. I, I can brighten it up. <laughs> Dude, I'm so fucking appreciative of you right now, man. I'm really excited for this, dude. I'm really pumped. Bro, I'm just happy to... Uh, half these Saturdays, I just go by myself. Dude, I do a lot of morning ball scratches, and you're going to get all the ball scratches <laughs> right now, dude. I'm sorry. That's fine. BBQ show, dude. Secret sauce, baby. We're here to be boys. <laughs> um, No, man, I met you in fucking some random-ass shitty open mic. Yeah. Poor choices. Poor choices. Which I saw actually... you go up before that, though. Yeah, I, I did Vulcan. Oh, right, and at the Vulcan. That That's right. That was so much fun, bro. Such a vibe. Such a good time. Good energy, man. Um, good Texas show right there. People who are hip, they, they know the, the setups. The worst part of a Texas show sometimes is sometimes you'll go to, like, some shit podunk town. They just won't know what a TV is or something, you know? Yeah. Like, you need some sort of knowledge base. Yeah, unless you're talking about Trump. They have no idea what's happening. <laughs> They're like, well, he's still here, right? Yeah. They're like that one Japanese guy who was still in World War II yeah. for 40 extra years, you know? Just just on an island and never got the word. <laughs> like, there's eight white dudes in Georgetown like, hey, wait, Trump, we love you, buddy. Oh, you'll no more years. You'll see a, at least a couple of Trump banners on the, on the way to, to Lexington. People are dumb, dude. Not, not about Trump. I'm saying about the hate towards all these people. Oh, yeah. It's all it's ridiculous. It's all. Right, are you going to catch the sound on this? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Oh, the the car sound. Yeah. No, I mean you're. Uh, this is why I like interviewing comedians because you all keep the mic close. So oh, yeah. <laughs> any noise, any of that noise, I'll I I can kind of filter out. I mean, if 
That's the one skill we do have, bro. Is you'll see someone who's not a comedian with the bike technique, and it's yeah. like, yeah. And I was at the mall. I, I, well, I, I interview these barbecue guys, and the mic just kind of they're slowly like <laughs> slowly. Yeah, so and I'm like, eh, eh. and then I was back in New Braunfels. <laughs> it is weird. I mean, we don't have that many skills as comics. We can write some jokes, and we don't mic technique. Yeah, like you'll see Bill Burr when he does his podcast, right? He'll be like, Bill Burr. You'll know how to in and out. Well, and even he's like, he's funny because. He'll, he'll spend two minutes of his podcast just cursing at the fucking recorder. Yeah, yeah. He's also a great comic because he has an opinion about everything, you know? Oh. That's a powerful comic yeah. when everything charges you up in some way. Like, fucking Christensen Road, motherfuckers on this. It's, it's a great thing to have, always being slightly indignant in some way, in a positive way. Yeah, well, and, and I appreciate it because I'm from the Northeast, so I get that, like, I don't know, the living in the cold, it just like gives you a special kind of <laughs> anger, bro. You should always be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Having that part of your life, oh, fuck, fuck. I'm freezing. Fuck, man. Fuck, fuck. Uh, it, it creates a person who's a little more, it's got more, like when you, when you live like that for half the year, then you see some guy who's 40 years old in a punk hoodie, like skateboarding, you're like, fuck, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> like, does he not know? He doesn't actually. His well, name's fucking Bennett, and he lives in sandals all the year. Well, and you know, you live in New York City, so. I do, bro, I do. And so it's like, I I have still kept a love of people and a love of even shitty people, I think because of my Texas roots, where I think Texas accepts a lot of people, and it's a very, like, easygoing energy. Oh, for sure. Anytime I meet someone in Texas who is not a good energy, it's always, almost 100%, they're not from Texas. Yeah. They're not, they didn't grow up here. I'm a Texan. You I moved uh, from San Diego three weeks ago. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. But you had a, you had a Texan energy actually. Yeah, well, I've you, been here for eleven years now. So. You know, so I, you, you have a very like easy vibe. It's very like, hey, take it as I go, man. Take me as I am. Well, Type I grew shit. up as a as a hippie kid in in New York. So hippie kid in New York. I mean, how does that even <laughs> like? What does that even mean? There's no uh, communes. Uh, on, oh, on yeah, the there's all kinds subway. of shit in there upstate, is? dude. Upstate. Upstate, yeah. Okay. Like New York State, you're, not you're New not York City. The, yeah, there's a commune on goddamn Park Place or whatever. Oh, I mean, there's still the hippies uh, represent in the city. I mean, that's what all, all those old co ops and a lot of that. It's right. like in Brooklyn, for sure. Oh, yeah. Where are the hippies living if you're living in the city? All over the place. I mean, I haven't been back in a few years, so I haven't really like scoped it out, but it used to be. You know, you could even go to Greenwich Village and stuff and find some of these, like, yeah, but old you, deadheads uh, and shit. If you, uh, my roommate's an old deadhead. Um, and if you go to Greenwich Village right now, people will be like, no, it's not weird. Not weird anymore, man. It's like, bro, wait till 4 a.m. When all the bars <laughs> close, right? So wait. If you're, I was out doing comedy there all the time. Like every Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Just doing four shows, whatever, right? At yeah. 2 a.m. you'd walk out. You'd be like, all right, just hang out a little bit. 4 a.m. you'll start seeing the goofies. Random shit, random people, three eyes, you know, 19 tits, <laughs> crazy people. You walk past the Mamoons, Falafel, this, that motherfucker. I would see like a, it's a homeless guy getting thrown out of that place because he was getting too fresh <laughs> with Amun or Ahmad or some shit. Well, in Austin, that's what I, I'm always like. I always tell the hobos in Austin, I'm like, 
Yo, you should enjoy your life, bro. Because where <laughs> I'm from, you get punched in the face. Dude, and you do. For half the shit you're doing. Bro, because these homeless people in Austin got their own heaters. Oh, yeah. Got their own, they got their own cooks. They don't have the fear in them, bro. Yeah. Because they don't have any colds. Yeah, there's no cold. There's no, no death. Rent. There's no angry. Like, uh, that's what that's what I knew me and David Lucas would be friends as we were standing outside of that Poor Choices place a yeah. few weeks ago. And this person, this person came up before they even spoke a word. He's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Everyone in Texas is like afraid to be mean to the hobos. <laughs> get the fuck away from me. <laughs> That's an album title if I ever heard one. Oh, yeah. Dude, um, in New York, you got to be, man. Because, dude, they get too fresh there, man. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> one time in New York, bro, I saw this guy. He was in, like, stage five homeless. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we're talking, like, the foot thing was going on. Oh, like, yeah. They had no shoes on anymore. Barefoot, long toenails. Two, the, the foot was extended. There's not a shoe in the world that could hold that, right? <laughs> so now he's, like, dragging his fucking crazy ass full foot across the cars and he's like doing the you know this is the spiel right he's like please guys i need and you know again no no hate on that it's you're, you're hustling right you need to get money i get it right and at the end it doesn't work right he's like okay y'all fucking suck and then he like sits down starts hitting on this really hot girl i'm like bro your foot has thoughts <laughs> you cannot just hit on a girl like this i guess you can yeah that's your right I guess that's how crazy that the homeless people get. Like a guy with like no shoes on, you know, puss foot is like, it's, oh, you like you like a TJ Maxx or whatever? <laughs> I'll take you there. You want to buy me a smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> you like you like Jamba? You know, oh, man. Let me let me step to you for a second. You can't step anywhere. Stepping for shit. It's crazy. Yeah, well, and you just don't have time. I mean, you you know, in New York City, it's like you you. Like, you don't have time to, to think, let alone, like, acknowledge every human being you interact with. And then these homeless, homeless guys don't know that you're one day away from being that guy. Yeah, you're well, one not paycheck from being the foot dragger who's like, ah. That's, that's something that I think Texans could, could learn from is, like, <clears throat> the, that, that, like, everyone's a few mistakes away from being homeless. Dude, dude, dude. Texans, this food's too cheap here. The life is too nice. You wake up. I mean, everyone has a nice life here, man. It's crazy. It's too easy. Everyone's got a car. Everyone's got a car, man. And it's like it's got four wheel drive and everything, man. Yeah. It's like uh, Dallas. My all my friends there, man. We're all like, they all got married. They're all hanging out. It's nice, but their their lives are done. Changing. Yeah. Yeah. They press pause. Press pause. Really, they're pressed up, and they're going to press eject in a second. Well, I mean, it's like they're they've got kids or whatever, but they're not like, you know, they're they're kids. not they're not pushing themselves the way you push yourself. Dude, kids, I feel like got to be a passion, man. It's got to be a passion. You know, I mean, kids another another art. Yeah, having a kid, right? It's a, that's an art. It's yeah, a craft. So you want to like work this craft right now? It's truly a craft. I think. Did you not want to have a craft before that? Because now you're, this is the main craft for your whole life now. Yeah, you got to build this thing. You got to build this thing. You got to build this little fucking loser. And then you didn't have, you didn't figure out your own crafts, and now you're resentful 
of something. You don't even know what. You can't even place your finger on it. But something is angering you all the time. Well, you never found your dreams, so you're not chasing them. You were a trumpet player since day one. You had no idea. Yeah. You never tried it. You never looked for it. And then the, when you're 75, you pick it up. You're like, the light comes down. And you're like, shit, I was trumpet guy. Well, that's why I like, uh, you know, the pandemic is one of the worst things that's ever happened. But <laughs> one of the beautiful things of it is that people are realizing their creativity. They're stuck at home and they're like, yeah, yeah. I am good at this or I am. I do love video games or whatever. I think a lot. I think the idea that video games are for young people is the stupidest thing. Oh, it's video ridiculous. games are the. I think one might even say the best art. It might even say the best art because it requires. I think. I think there are some arts that are better than other arts. Oh I, yeah. I think video games are better than as an art. I love movies, but I think as an as an art form, video games are higher on my list because. It requires more of the engager. Yeah. Comedy it requires more of the engager. Eating requires a lot of the engager. Movies, music, the great arts, but they require nothing of you. You can just hang out. Yeah, wait for your line. Wait for your line. Well, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, a video game takes, to play an hour of video games takes a lot longer, takes maybe a hundred times longer than an hour of a movie. They got to design and build the whole world. And you have to go inside. You know, it's, I, that's all I'm, I'm not hating on any of this. I'm just in my mind. I have this top 10 arts. Yeah. Comedy always comes to the top because you, it requires so much to have oh. the least amount, right? Like a rapper can do two years of shit rapping, get a producer, off you go. Yeah. A comic spends a year working on one minute. Whereas... A beat gets thrown out maybe in 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Not knocking a hot beat, bro. Love a good beat. Just, you know, slow-cooked barbecue versus frozen dinners. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, anyone can cook a steak in 10 minutes. So I brought that back but, to Yeah, I appreciate that. I got you. I, I had a feeling we'd have fun. <laughs> Not bad. Your vibe was great, dude. When I, uh, and you were hanging out with that one dude who looked like he only reads David Foster Wallace. <laughs> What's his name? Zach or some shit? Yeah, Zach. <laughs> Bro, for the viewers here, if you're, a, if you're a white guy in your 20s and you have two earrings, you love Consider the Lobster too much. All right? You love that story too much. Yeah. Infinite Jest, Infinite Snores. Shout out to Zach Bogus. <laughs> uh, infinite Jest is the white boy Quran, I think. Well, and I don't know. It's like... I love how you're uh, focusing the light on my face. Thank you, dude. Yeah, well, I, it's really drifting. I don't know. I guess the bumps or something. Uh, I, I mean, that's that's a cool thing about Austin that I think that New York has lost a little bit of. L.A., you know, it's like it's like homogenous, but not homogenous. Right, right. Uh, you know, Austin still has that like, yeah, you can leave your house in a, a dress with pigtails and a, a beard. You know, it's like... <laughs> You like you need that, I think. Well, we I, have like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like you know, Austin's just always been a safe place for everything. Trans people, it's all, every it, color, it, it everything. Richard Except, Linklater. It, yeah. it, I mean, the the blacks weren't treated great back in like you know between the '60s to the '90s, but we're trying to bring it all back. You know? I mean, were there trans people in like Stephen F. Austin's time? Probably, Maybe. right? Possibly. Yeah, 
I would say so. You know, I mean, I think that that back in the day, those were um, they had a name for it. Not the geeks, party. but the wig party. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's actually a really popular wig shop in Austin that every you know I know guys that go there to get you know weird extensions for their fucking rock shows or whatever you know like that, that's we have we have one of the most fun uh, costume shops I've ever been to. It's called Lucy in Disguise on Dude, South Congress. Here, here's the big the big secret is that everything people love about New York is here, and if everyone who loved the kookiest parts of New York came here, they probably wouldn't leave. Because oh, it, yeah. it has that energy plus uh, Chipotle that's $6, you know, or <laughs> plus like a horse sometimes. New York is, you have to love the negativity of it to really understand the beauty of New York. New York is the best because it's sometimes the worst. Oh, yeah. And you you just have to get, like, people down here don't, like, I'm, I'm a roaster. Right. Not, like, good at it, but I'm saying I like, like, I tend to to lean in that direction where it's like, if I can't fuck with you, we can't really be friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you're a guy who looks like he straps women to railroads, you know? <laughs> I would not say that around you. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to do some, like, old black and white 20, 20 frame per second. You look like, like your boxing stance is this. Yeah. <laughs> Put him up there, sonny. Show me your dukes. You look like you sell tinctures to women and then fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Is your husband home? Let me tell you. Let me open my briefcase. <laughs> I love it. I learned from Tony Hinchcliffe to just lean into everything. <laughs> Tony probably got so much better ones that yeah. I'm throwing out right now. Oh no, but I mean that's that's the first thing. That's what I'm waiting for everyone to get past like Mario. Like yours are good. Yeah, oh yeah, yes. Everyone's good. like Wario, Wario, Mario. Like it's too easy. Oh, funny, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> Yoni. You know Yoni actually with some deep cuts. Yoni in Hindi means penis. Yeah. I thought it was vagina. No, no, no. It does, it does mean vagina. Holy yeah. shit. I'm totally, totally wrong. Sanskrit, too. Cut that out. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Well, that's what they make the Yoni eggs. Have you seen those? What's that? Everyone, if you guys, you know, as long as you're not at work, Google Yoni eggs. Um, I'll show I'll show it? you when we stop. It's like a. Pussy eggs? It's like a, yeah, it's like a Kegel. Um, it's like to help you practice Kegels. You like hold this egg inside you. <laughs> I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's definitely an Indian thing um, for sure. It's like a yoga, yogic tantric, a tantric egg. Yeah, exactly. Of some sort. Yeah, but and you go to India if you go to Mumbai and shit. It's that New York energy everywhere. It's like everything is very fast-paced, intense. Exact opposite of barbecue. That's why I had a New York barbecue joint. I've been to all of them. They're okay. It just cannot be as good as a place that's built on slowness. Have you been to Izzy's? I've been to Izzy's. Izzy's I've been to Hometown. Queens. I've been to Uptown. Uh, there's some good like black people who make some good barbecue in like Harlem here and there. Um, I've been to Mabel's. Not bad. Um, in Waynesburg. It's all pretty passable. Red Hook? Hometown? Not have been Red Hook. No. Yeah, that's Billy Durney. He actually he comes out here all the time. Or he used to. How's, to, how's his to shit learn. in New York? Oh, it's great. Um, shout sure. out to David Gill. He's an Australian who cooks for him. He's been on the show seems, way back uh, when. He's familiar. Uh, and then there's there's something like, is it classic Texas? It's something, or it's like, it's not Lockhart, but it's like some right. Texas city or something. I, I'll show you when we stop. Yeah. I have a whole list for New York. I don't know if Dallas people know this, or Texas people know this. It's a place in New York called Dallas BBQ. And it's like, it's like if, <laughs> it's like if we made, we made a place called like, 
soul food. And we were like, how you doing, funky town? <laughs> like, it is the most racist against Dallas people restaurant. You walk in, it's like abnormally huge plates. Yeah. Massive, just like gallons of alcohol <laughs> being thrown at you. People think in New York that we're just like these fucking like, hi, protective, hey. You know, we're just like the the voice of a Creed song in a person, you know? Yeah. We're, we're all, we all sound like Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill Simpson. And I did, 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 We wish we were that cool. Fucking Sturgill Simpson, the best dude, the best country man, I think, in history. Well, and uh, you'll see that too. So a lot of these barbecue guys in Texas, they get uh, my buddy Max, who's actually Italian, but he got hired to go all the way to Egypt to open a Longhorn Smokehouse. Holy shit. And it's the same thing. It's like they put, they f- somehow find like, Texas tchotchkes to put all over the walls and that's amazing uh, dude. and they make it look I mean obviously they don't sound that way but yeah I love when you know it's kind of like it's kind of like there's like British bars in New York and they like hire British people to work there so oh, it feels yeah. like a British bar they do the same they try to find Texans to work at all the barbecue that's joints amazing. even not in Texas some guy in a gallon hat who maybe might have not like Muslims entire life is now going to Dubai all right y'all stay away now y'all stay away My, I think I think the problem with Texans is that it's kind of like if you watch the way Texans drive, they they like to be like right up on the person behind them's bumper because they're just they can't really see that far. <laughs> so to me, it's like Texans may have a problem with groups of people, but once you're in front of them, most Texans are cool with people. I remember I was doing a tour and I did like a lot of southern southern states, and I'm like. You look at me, you're like, I could take him. You know, no one's ever been like, oh, shit, Usama, what's up? You're tall, though. You're lanky, dude. Lanky. Might be scrappy. So. They just fucking, you know, bow the legs, fall down to the, <laughs> to the gut. Just bah, 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 right? So I've been to, like, Mississippi, worst parts of Arkansas, supposedly, right? Yeah. And here's the thing, man. There are races everywhere. There's races everywhere. Right, of course. And the negative ones, too, the ones who are fucking negative. But here's the thing. If you're in their house, they're going to feed you. Yeah. Even David Duke, you walk into his house, you're like half Creole, half black. Your mom is, uh, you know, is fried chicken. He's still gonna feed you. That's the Texas way. That's the that's the racist white way, actually. And not not Texas. Texans actually are way better than that. But the idea is, if you're in the South, there is such an intensity of hospitality that tra- like trans poses over some of the racism. Right. I think it's powerful. But I think it's better than not racist lip left wing who gives you like bark for dessert i'm like <laughs> i i take the n-word saying guy who gives me brisket yeah you see what i'm saying yeah don't give me a vegetable loaf <laughs> and call like, me by my uh, prefix because that's more racist you know is eating the vegetable loaf well there is there is a certain amount of uh <laughs> by the, the problem is when you're pointing out someone's difference even if you're trying to do it in a positive way it can still be uh, it could still be seen in a negative, you know what I mean? Like it can, it, it doesn't always feel great being called out, whether it's a positive or a negative. It's just right. like, just, I'm just a person. This is right now. This is driving Miss Daisy right now. <laughs> At the end of this, you'll accept brown people who they are. It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of New York energy out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, dude, it's hate is so much more nuanced than what you think it is. Like people nowadays, they love to say like, He's a hateful bastard, and that's it. 
it's like you don't think hateful bastards love their kids and shit and like yeah. maybe their hate has been warped through ideas they've read in places like like hate comes from a lot of misinformation so you, you don't have any um compassion for maybe his journey that took him to breitbart too many times or some shit i don't know it's like you don't, you don't have anything you don't know anything about you know i don't know people are like electrical company racist they don't use, want to use that one because they've heard that one sucks well it's the same thing except they treat races like electrical companies <laughs> very simply and through yet reviews right yeah i don't know well that's why that's why we're here in texas taking the long drive <laughs> To the slow cooked barbecue. Oh yeah, baby. Where everyone's the same. And everyone says the N word. Together. <laughs> as one. I've I've been <laughs> worried hanging out with uh David Lucas and those yeah. guys too much that I was gonna say it. <laughs> you were coming I was up. like, I gotta be careful. It was bubbling up, bubbling up. It starts off as a comma, you know? Yeah. Listen, you say it as a comma. Next thing you know, it's a greeting. Then you wake up and your name's Tyrone, you know? <laughs> I'm Tyrone. I'm Tyrone. Have you seen that guy? Uh? <laughs> He just walks up, dude. I'm here to bang this girl's wife. Yeah, I'm Tyrone. Dude, that's so funny. I love that guy. I mean, he's probably like a thespian too, you know? All those guys. But I'm just saying, like that Tyrone guy. He probably is like, oh, ooh, now ooh. I am done recording. I will have a nice glass of scotch, you know? Like he's never. I bid you adieu. Yeah. Well, have you seen uh, uh what is it? I feel it's Brooklyn Nine Nine or one of those shows. Sure. Uh, okay, so on the left here, this is uh, Carrie Bexley, the owner. That's his ranch right there. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, he lives here? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, this is legit ranches out here. Oh, yeah. Does he grow his own It's cows? a small ranch. Yeah, they're, uh, you can see him on the back lot there a little bit. Wow. Do you know the process, too? You see the whole process? Oh, yeah. We're, there's a, uh, we can walk over to, there's, there's more cattle there. We can walk over. The, the cattle auction is actually in Lexington. I would love, bro. I'm here for you, bro. All right. I'm, 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 I got the handheld. We can have some fun. I'm here for the whole thing, bro. <laughs> There's no, nothing. I'm not saying no to anything today. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm just excited to have a you, you, yeah. You're about to have you know a unique Texas experience. It's not a Texas road unless you see some like maybe rape colony, you know, of like broken down wood. You see a barn from the 1800s that definitely <laughs> fell over. Like that's someone's house. This just like yeah. raw wood. That's just that's just trees waiting to be burned. <laughs> well, we get a lot of burn bans because it's so dry. That's the most Texas phrase I've ever heard in my life. That them's just trees waiting to be burned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we ain't lying, dude. I used to uh, flip camera lenses when I was in college. Really? Yeah, that was my gig, that's, my side hustle. Camera lenses hold a lot of value. They hold a lot of value, here, and I was um, uh, so I was on Craigslist all the time, you know, fucking putting them up, you know, and um, I'd have you know the advertisement you know lenses great to capture cross burnings or whatever and, uh, <laughs> and i would go to these places bro i would drive like two hours to sell a camera lens for like maybe a thousand bucks or something like that yeah and i would i'm like even scrawnier than i am now and i'd be terrified of these places because i mean this is like what 2005 2006 2007 yeah six years after 9 11 not the best time for browns right there were only like two or three close calls where I know I'm selling to a bad, bad person. Out of the hundreds of lenses I sold, um, two or three, I'd be like, oh, shit. If I didn't do this during the day, this would have been a problemo. Uh, and these are kind of streets that you go uh, drive through to get to these places. Yeah. Some and double wides. Double wides, buddy. 
double wide. What does this guy need a lens for right now? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nothing good. He ain't trying to, like, you know, uh, shoot his daughter's prom. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that, motherfucker. I mean, I guess I guess uh, COVID was probably a relief because it's like, oh, yes. Now everyone's just mad at the Asians. <laughs> Browns get a break. Yeah, bro. Then again, they found a bat in Dubai. They're like, I knew it. Uh, I fucking knew it. I mean, Austin's got Austin's got one of the largest urban bat populations in the world. I've so I don't seen, know where I've we're seen, at. I've seen bats like at night sometimes. I mean, I, I mean, bats are just what they call it, rats with wings. I mean, they're fucking terrifying, dude. Oh, yeah. I know they're beautiful and they echolocate and shit, but. Bro, they're fucking kind of disgusting. Yeah, they're, uh, they're don't touch them. Don't touch them. There's signs all over the bridge that say, don't touch down bats. Yes. You know, it's like you're just going to pick it up. <laughs> who is that? Who, who is that sign for? No, no, no. I love bats. Man. I love holding bats. Oh, shit. All right, so here's the end. Oh, of the shit. Line. Dude. I'm fucked. Shit. Here's, here's the end of the line. Hell yeah. We're about to go into it, dude. And here's the beginning of the line. <laughs> Yoni. Yoni. I usually go in the back way, but I thought I'd uh <laughs> really anger some people. I thought I'd go around just so you could see. That's beautiful, bro. There's all Dude, the wood. That's insane, bro. These people waiting at like four AM. Oh yeah, they they were here early. Holy motherfucker, dude. Yoni, this is should, un- we, should we pull in? Yeah, let's pull in, bro. Do what you do. Do what you do, bro. I can't feel my face Dude, when I'm with Cutting you. and barbecue. It feels like we're about to, like, go into, like, Iran right now. Oh, just... We can just chill for a second. Hell, yeah. But, yeah, so more to come. Hell, yeah. With Osama Siddiqui. The most uh, well-lit comedian on the show. <laughs> yeah, making the making our, our dark skin look uh, look nice. <laughs> yeah, right? I want to I wanna go to Bucky's, yeah. Oh, we're going to Bucky's. Hell, yeah, bro. So this is, this is like you know this is like the new, the new position I got a podcast in now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> perfect. Perfect podcast. The, the old roadhead first position, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there you go, dude. Oh, we'll pick up a local on the way. <laughs> I want to pick up Tootsie actually, if that's possible. Oh, bro, you uh, you wouldn't believe. So she was on a Vice. You know, who best pizza is. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Franco. Franco. Yeah. What about it? Um. He came here. He was super. He was super chill. But he came here and hung out, and uh, did a little episode about like Texas barbecue. Yeah. And all the comments are like, "Yo, what's with the dump truck ass on Grandma?" <laughs> like, like she does have a big booty. <laughs> but it's just like it's like it's one of those things. Just like oh, I don't want to like uh, feed the fire. It's Tootsie. It's Tootsie, of course. Like no one would ever like. Yeah, it was just funny. Well, and Clay, I think, was one of the ones who pointed it out. He was like, did you see the comments? And I, I went to look, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Does Tootsie know? You can't tell Tootsie that shit. Oh, Tootsie doesn't know. There's a there's an entire Tootsie-themed restaurant in Russia. What? Yeah. I What? It's called Tootsie Bar, and it's a, it's a, it's a Tootsie-themed restaurant. So they feed you what? It's just whatever. It's not an actual barbecue restaurant. It's just got pictures of her, and they, like, grill her face onto the buns i'll show Whoa. you a picture when we stop yeah tootsie what bar. is this tootsie mania oh well i mean She's they made famous. that years ago yeah way before she got famous this is crazy man it's a crazy barbecue world there's actually a uh kyrgyzstani stand-up who's renamed himself usama siddiqui actually really yeah yeah 
But no, but oh, I was like, these are things I was going to fight him or what? <laughs> he wouldn't have to rename himself anything. His name would already be Usama Siddiqui. Oh, dude. So tell us how you how you like snows. It's no McDonald's, <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't fast. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Well, you asked me in the car or you asked me when we stopped for yeah. donuts, how long? And I was like, oh, 30 minutes. And like two hours later, we're eating. <laughs> I didn't, I had no qual I had no concept that it was gonna be thirty minutes. I knew it was gonna be uh, two hours. Like there was yeah. no reason for it to be thirty minutes. Um, I can't even formulate thoughts right now. Actually, this is actually kind of yeah. You got the uh, itis. This is already uh, a hard thing to do right now. Um, you started with a tortilla. We, so we went in, right? We went in. We're doing some drone work here. He, uh, Yoni is doing some essential. Like, here's my friend. He's don't kill him. <laughs> he's a good guy energy thing so yeah. he's walking me around stand down stand down you know um once we went it was all good we went to the cattle thing I walked in there was one guy bro darts, darts. dart eyes to my face and i, I started like scuttling closer to you i'm like ah <laughs> these guys don't like me man <laughs> so we went there a couple of people recognized me from agt hey we saw your fucking ass that was cool. Waiting for the food. Food finally came. Conversation's great. Everyone's fun. Drinking shots. Oh, yeah. We did down shots, shots with Taylor. Getting drunk. Snow's crew. Snow's crew. Meeting all the people. Everyone's cute. Everyone's cool. And then the spread. So fucking good. Started the brisket. Yep. I had to start with the brisket. And that's the that's the bread and butter. There's saw you for sure. Saw you... Um, do the potato salad, brisket sandwich, jumped right in, in, in line with that. Yeah. It's an unbelievable sandwich. It's a, it's a great cold, combination. cold with the savory, with the heat and the texture. Whoa. Sausage. Whoa. Potato salad. Potato salad. Unsung hero. Unsung hero. Fuck yeah. Chicken was great. Pork was great. But the brisket and the and the sausage meat wise were unbelievable. Cut above for me, and the potato salad was unbelievable as well. Well, and part of the secret, if you want to know it, to that sausage, is you you leave the sausage in the fridge a little longer, okay. and the casing tightens. It dries out, okay, and tightens around the sausage, so it gets that. You see how it almost like hugged the meat inside of it? Yeah. And so when you like, you have a little tension when you bite through that casing. And then it goes straight through. Very satisfying kind of that snap. Snap. I think sausages without that snap, it's a it's half as good. Yeah. That texture is so important. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Texas barbecue. Dude. I mean It's the best. It's so good. And I'm you know, I'm a Dallas boy from Plano. I might have him bias, but they ain't grilling crocodiles that good in Baton Rouge. I'll say that. I'll say that. With your fucking ass. Yoni, a gift. A gift from Yoni. Oh, please. Truly. I just want I, I want to help people have more beautiful barbecue experiences. You I know? see that. It's, it's a truly a, a journey, and it's, it's, a, uh, it's a life purpose. Like, with our help, someone who is thinking about going is going to go at, like, 4 a.m. now. Dude, I, gonna I'm like going to put a story on this. First in line. It's so Dude, it's just like, 
you realize good barbecue isn't good barbecue without the people around it. Like, you walk in, everyone on the line is chill, everyone is running is making jokes, everyone's funny, having a good time. All races, actually. Yeah, it's not like some white-ass place. Everyone's hanging out, Asians. Nope, it's like two brown people. Yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out, you know? Uh, your boy Ronnie came up at the end and was like, who are you? Because <laughs> I... <laughs> You, you roll into a barbecue joint with a, with a houndstooth jacket, yeah. you know, and like joggers and like SB blazers. You're looking a little out of out of whack. No, man, you can bring style. I, I try to I try to bring style, but it's like more of a simple barbecue style. <laughs> yeah, you know? this is not a barbecue style. This is like I'm going to I'm going to close down your barbecue shop style. Yeah. That's, that's what I came in. <laughs> you know that's probably what the guy at the auction was like. Is someone <laughs> trying to buy this place? Dude, this is such like a I'm buying your shit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so so there was definitely some weird looks yo yoni being there really saved my ass you know i, know, I thought you were sticking with me because you were having fun but you were just trying to stay safe <laughs> Dude, both you're like i'm with him uh it, it was i two know things. this guy it was two things i wanted to stay with you and also i wanted to see everything you were seeing because i didn't want you to see something i didn't see i was like oh, i want to see this uh, oh the storage room i want to see the storage room because that's all access i wouldn't have yeah. without without you well i love it because it's like most of the time People come, they enjoy the barbecue. Like, you really, you're, you, you like to get embedded. That's oh, my yeah. life. Oh, I want to yeah. get deep into it. Dude, I want to meet the people. I want to, I want to know what your hopes and dreams are, Larissa. What do you want <laughs> out of life? You know, I met her. I met her husband. I'm like hanging out with her. Uh, Allie's husband. Allie's right? husband. Yeah. Allie is the, the brunette. The brunette, and then Larissa was the older, older the, sister. The blonde, yeah. The blonde. She's not married yet. Yes. When was the, uh, the first time you went? How long did it take for you to go into the line for the first time to? getting pulled out of the line is that a well so oh you're saying how long did it take until yeah. I, I didn't have to wait in line anymore right. it was probably 60 or 80 times that's like a year and a half basically. oh yeah it was over a year the whole first year i didn't i didn't get right anything special really and you went but i was always there i would like i would i would be in the top 30 no matter what right so every week without without fail yeah. you didn't miss one week for a year Definitely for a year. There, I've missed a few weeks here and there in the last, like, four years. Yeah. But pretty much almost every Saturday they're open. They're not open every Saturday, so ah. it hasn't been every Saturday. But How do you know if they're open or not? You know, like, check their website or something? Yeah, yeah. They, they post it on their social media. You have a stick shift? Yeah. <laughs> stick shift You love barbecue. It drives a stick shift. Plays Parent Trap on his VCR. This guy <laughs> has a Walkman. I mean, what is this, dude? Do you churn your own butter, too, bro? I probably would. <laughs> I ain't scared to churn nothing. I I'll churn your pussy first. Yeah, there you go, bitch. I'm trying to turn barbecue into something sexy. You know, it's not necessarily oh, where, it where is you get the girls. Hundred percent sexy, dude. Good food is sexy, and here, dude, barbecue eating with your hands. It's a communal. It's sexy because you're like yeah. my hands going where your hand is. You know, we're all together. Ain't no germs here. Ain't no COVID here, boy. Well, that's how you stay tough. You share food. Just keep, you're attracting all types of germs and fighting shit constantly. Yeah, whatever. Bro, and I, I just, I think that you, it's not like I'll never go to a place and order my own meal again, but if I could share food for the rest of my life, like that's how I want to eat. I don't really want my own plate. I want like a bunch of stuff we can all taste and like talk about. I love share. it. I love it. I'm, 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 I see the value in eating alone. Sometimes it can be a reflective experience as yeah. well. Something almost meditative. At times, you go alone to a place, 
there's nothing else besides you and the food and you get to really experience it. I, I see value in that. But if you're doing that only, that life is a very sad right. existence. You, if you, well, and, food is made to be communal. Well, and, and you're from New York, so it's yeah. like going to eat in New York by yourself is not as like, like everyone's eating, everyone's by themselves. Like right, right, you're just right. like when you like, it's almost like there's by yourself places and then there's like social places. Sure, sure, sure. Like it's, it's New York, New York, New York has really streamlined the single man and the single woman. They yeah. really figured that out because the city is so lonely in general. You know what I miss actually? What? I was thinking about this the other day. Being sad. I miss, uh, <laughs> I miss the like Italian places. Where you're like everyone's shoulder to shoulder, but like yeah. you're all separate couples. I miss like because you really have to like zero in on the person you're talking to. They have it's not a good day. I realize on these dates I'm loud as fuck. So half the time I'm having three dates at once because I'm just like ha 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 whoa yeah. And everyone's I'm gonna steal like, your girl. I'm gonna steal I, your I'm, girl. I'm, I'm, I'm not everybody. This guy wants to fuck me now. I'm a fun guy on dates. You're like the Pied Piper. You just walk out with like ten times the people you walked in with. Yeah, half of them dudes. Yeah, man. I mean, eating. I mean, you're you're such a foodie. You're a guy who like jumps into it, and engages in the lifestyle. Well, and, and everyone has like thing, a thing they're aficionado about, and they should have one thing that they're really smart about, and that makes them a very interesting person. Food has not been my aficionado. I'm always a, I'm a comedy guy. That's what I that's what I dive into. Well, but, it's a tiny group of people. Right. It's not like. Like the barbecue community and the, the the comedy community probably have a similar statistic where there's only a few hundred people really killing it, you know? And everyone maybe like has this idea of trying it, but really yeah. excelling is like a whole different level. Especially barbecue and comedy, there's so many parallels because you can't just get good at it. You can't just do it and be like, yeah, I'm good. It takes years to even know the first part of it. But you can get lucky every once in a while. Sure. You cook it. You, you might not know what you're doing, but still cook something good. You might jump on stage and be funny for a couple right. minutes, but then you're probably going to eat shit the next 10 times. It happened to me, bro. That's what I'm waiting for. I've done some open mics, and I'm like, okay, now I'm eating shit. This yeah. really makes sense. <laughs> first shit, first that I ever did, I killed hard at 1230 a.m. Nice. Hyenas Comedy Club, and then I bombed I think three months straight. I'm talking crisp, no laughs. Three months, yeah. zero. Like you can hear how big the room is, bro. Your, your voice. I can is hear. I can hear my corner. mom at her house going, "What? What is this?" <laughs> it was bad, but that first set was so powerful that I was like, "All right, let me just keep going." I had that one good set. You might have the same thing where it's like, "I've done this." You you have a couple of kills in your head that are like, "All right, keep that in your brain." You've done well with this before. That kind of thing, right? Well, and you have to have a certain amount of patience, right? Because you have to like almost wait until it's funny. You got to put the joke in the cooker. Put it in the cooker, you know. There's a there's a saying: uh, if you're looking, you're not cooking. Because if you keep opening your smoker, all the heat and smoke's coming out. Whoa! So every time you open it, you're sacrificing some taste. As long as you don't do it too much. But yeah, the, the idea is like you should really only be opening that door for very specific things and closing it up as quickly as possible. Really? That's part of the skill of it. Yeah. it's Well, honestly, the better you get at cooking barbecue, the less you do. 
like the first when people first cook barbecue they got temperature probes they're checking this right. they're, they're using a laser like one of those infrared sure, sure. guns on the fire and then eventually you just go oh you look at one fucking thermometer and then you just open it and poke the meat every once in a while and you just you just get yeah what's happening and it's like it's almost like like the big places they'll have a smoker that's a, a thousand gallons you know it's, it's 20 feet long yeah. but they'll only have one thermometer on it because they're really just watching one temperature because they know that's the, the part of the smoker that gets the hottest so they know okay if it's hottest 275 here the rest of the smoker's good and then they they do a lot of stuff by feel by look by how the you know how the the outside looks it's how same tight with does it feel it's it all about you can have the perfect writing but you're not checking the writing all the time you have the writing have it down let it flow now go for it you know the writing you've done it before you, you checked you checked it now it's time for the flow release it let it out same kind of thing yeah, and you don't know how good the food tastes till someone's till someone you watch someone it. put it in their mouth <laughs> and that's but that's the money shot in everything like all these food shows they always got to show that oh this is my first bite this is you know like it's like everyone wants to know like is it good they're watching your face i had a yeah. i had a rule for a while that i i wouldn't show any food going into a mouth on my show just because i don't know it just felt like too gratuitous but i allow it a little bit now <laughs> it's porn bro it's it, legit not safe for kids to watch yeah. well but uh people are more addicted to, to food than anything more than sex so it, it is like the biggest porn. same receptors though right isn't like the receptors that, that, that light up when you eat is the same receptors that light up when you uh when i'm you sure fuck. yeah dude i literally feel like my groin is bigger what does that mean that's just that bar barbecue effect, bro. <laughs> barbecue that extra items. testosterone. You got a little big extra dick in there. <laughs> you know, some people worry about like estrogen in their meat. In Texas, we like inject it with testosterone. We get you, that you, you get TR3 or whatever. Balls. What does Rogan talk about? TR, TRS. T all those all those shots, we just put it in the cows. And then when you eat the food, you just bulk up. <laughs> cows do MMA. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, dude. MMA cows would be sick. MMA Ma. <laughs> so you had the full experience you got to hang out with the people you did the shots that was the my pudding. whole dream dude i mean like if i didn't come with you i would have went outside which is would have been fine yeah. i like the way outside i would have just hang, hung out you, you would have uh, been watching me bro you would have been like who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> i would have seen you in a different light oh my god I got to meet everybody. I got to hang out with everybody. I got to chill with people. I got to like walk around. I got to feel like a badass. Yeah. I felt like a king. And you got you got recognized. You took a picture with the family. You took a picture with some guy that was at the tortilla spot. It was cool, man. Dude. Because here's the thing. You, honestly, with something about you, someone with a film camera. Oh, yeah. And I was holding it. It turns into Kubrick. Everyone was like, oh, he, oh Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> What's it, up, Hollywood? It's crazy. Plus. The fact that they know me from HT, it looked like you were my cameraman. Yeah. And I was doing some expose on barbecue or something. You know, it's totally opposite. I'm like your little lackey and you're taking me on this <laughs> grand tour of barbecue. Well, that's kind of the fun of like, like that one guy was like, oh, my buddy recognized you. And then, or my buddy recognized, his buddy recognized me. And then he recognized you. So crazy. And, Two little stars out here. And it, well, it's like, I, I don't ever want to be famous, but I like being barbecue famous. 
It's, it's a bunch of cool people. I would hate if I couldn't live my life anywhere in a place. Yeah. This was awesome. I felt like a badass. People came at me. We love you. That feels amazing. Yeah. That I affected their life in a good way like that. A couple pictures, two or three, and then I go on my life. That's great. Seinfeld would uh, the entire line. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I know. Someone was like, when are you going to take Rogan to Snow's? So I was like, I don't know when they like build a separate room for him to be in. That dude can't go anywhere. You can't, you can't go to Snow's. Oh, my God. Everyone knows Joe Rogan. Everyone knows Joe Rogan. As they should, man. As they should, dude. He's killing him. But it'd be kind of cool to like bring him, walk him around, and then just leave. Yeah. Don't even give him any barbecue. Like a show dog, you know? <laughs> Westminster Joe Rogan show. Well, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping he gets to try it at some point. He's just starting to learn about barbecue, so. He's a very curious guy. He's going to learn a lot about it oh, yeah. soon. Well, he, he already, uh, he already, uh, I talked to him in a green room a while back and he was already like, he's like, how about this place? Is this place good? Is this place? As soon as he heard I was barbecued, he was like, what about this? What about this? Yeah. He's like, okay, good to know. But he retained the information too. He'll take your information. He like retains all of it and then uses it in his life. It's powerful. Probably the perfect podcaster. He's, a, he's probably the best listener. I mean, he, he does interrupt a lot, but I, I kind of like. I, th- I think Whitney Cummings no, no. is the same way. She's very good at just being like, this is boring. Next. Oh, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They know how to, like, make it good. But they're also inputting information, always. Well, but, you know, you're the dream podcast guest because you're ready to talk about anything I'll, twice. Party, baby. I'm, right now, I'm, I'm working through a lot of food coma right now to yeah. keep this going. I <laughs> have no idea how done my butthole is, how done my body is right now. We'll, uh, oh my God! We'll, we'll cut it at Bucky's. Okay, that'll be I'm gonna the, take the biggest the shit. Slide. I'm gonna take the biggest shit in the cleanest bathroom. Not not for long. Not for long. <laughs> my <laughs> asshole gonna look like Yoni's mouth in a second. <laughs> Dirty. Dirty. Full of sauce and. Debris. That's why you eat the sauce, so it, it comes out even smoother. <laughs> Is that true? No. <laughs> the fat's what helps, honestly. Bro, they should sell laxative as a side here. You don't need it with Texas barbecue, bro. That's that's the funny thing that I, that people will come up to me because they move here and they eat a ton of barbecue, and then they're like, "Hey, so I like shit a lot after I, I after we ate barbecue the other day." I'm like, "That's totally. It's just it's a it's a it's a totally different substance." So. Your body's going to treat it differently until it's a consistent input. Also, it's not as unhealthy. A lot of the shit barbecue, they just like, it's not like treated with shit and it's like not natural. This is like natural food coming in. What you had was literally salt, pepper, and smoke. And the the meat was 20 steps away. Yeah. Where they got it, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's in Taylor is the butcher. Lean meats, bro. Get the fats in. The fat will get you. A little, a little cholesterol, but... Well, and people don't realize that uh, beef in general is all grass-fed. Because you couldn't feed grain to beef all day. It would be it would be more expensive than Wagyu. Right. So... So this whole number of grass-fed beef is, like, stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's all grass-fed. Well, it's all grass-fed, and then at the end, they might feed them some corn or something to... Uh, 
to, that, to finish them off that's, basically that's how the cows know well they they push they push the fat content at the end there there's is a it, whole math to it you know is there a real thing the um the judas cow is that a real concept what is that apparently there's a cow that they use to like trick all the other cows into killing themselves well, they don't even have to do that. They actually tr- they breed the cows for docility. Okay. So if there's a cow that's acting up, that one's not going to make it into the next gene pool. Oh. So they breed them to be like they they rate the quality of one of the ratings like internally. They don't publish this. Yeah. But like to when when they're uh when they're taking them, you know, to the final slaughterhouse, uh they're actually keeping track of how loud the cattle is. Wow. If they're really loud, like they were in there yeah that means they're like more stressed out and the meat's not going to be as good but if you go to like a good slaughterhouse they're they're feeding them they're gentle with them and then they they just walk into this room they don't they don't even know the guy what happened to the guy in front of them it's like it's like a nirvana spot for just cows chilling like okay cool we're yeah i'm in line you in line it's like it's like if you were waiting in line snow it's like i can't wait to get to the front and then you get there and they kill you yeah <laughs> And then it's like zip zip bled. They like, <laughs> I think there's something about the floor dropping out from under them. Wait, what? They, yeah, they do what something do and they like catch them. Well, because they have to, they they like hit them with one of the the bolts or something in the head. The cow bolt thing. Yeah. That, that uh, no country for old men. Yeah, no country for old men. They exactly. Just kill the brain. Ah. And then ah! and then they literally like hang them by their feet, cut them open, and Whoa! bleed them. That's how like, it is, bro. Just, you ate the meat, bro. Learn about the process. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Well, you know, it's a barbecue show. People are used to it. I have I get lots of my uh my Instagram posts flagged and they you have to like press the button to see it. You have a lot of like, like uh, graphic. You have like a snuff porn for cows. Yeah. Well not not quite. It's mostly after that. <laughs> Once they're hanging and they're already <laughs> slaughtered. But that's why a lot of people will be like, Oh, I, I don't like bloody steaks. That's most of that actually isn't blood. The blood the cow's been bled and, and drained so what completely. Is that? It's just the it's the actual like juices in the meat. Uh-huh. It's the hemoglobin that's oh, like yeah. in the muscle, so it's still red. But Wait, and you get your posts get flagged. Yeah, well, especially like pig heads and anything that's like you can tell it's like right. an animal. You know, like I I've been to Texas A and M where they hang they hang half a cow and they cut it open and show you how they grade the steaks. Dude, and on Instagram, I've seen a woman's gaping asshole. Oh yeah, and it. Has a like from the Instagram main account. So what the fuck is going on with yours? Oh, it's ridiculous. I got flagged the other day because they said big boy ribs. <laughs> and they're like, Bro. this goes against our guidelines. I'm like, how does that go against your guidelines? <laughs> and then that's rude on you guys. Yeah. What are y'all doing at IG? Big boy <laughs> ribs. <laughs> what? Oh, you know, I did you say like, did you lick your lips afterwards? No, this is like a text. Like a, it was a comment <laughs> on someone else's post. That they removed your your comment was removed because it it breaks our gu- use guidelines because I said and then the other day I wrote fuck me up fam and they took that off immediately. Fuck me up fam. It actually had a warning. It said this goes against our guidelines and it had like a timer. And I was like, oh, should I press something? And then it just popped up. It was like your comment was removed. <laughs> like I can't say fuck me up fam. Come on. <laughs> fuck me up fam. Is this America anymore? What? What the fuck is going on? Meanwhile, Sarah Gibson, you know, has her nipples tied up in a bunch, literally. Why do they allow that if they're not going to allow big boy ribs? Oh, I mean, that's a problem with the YouTube community, too. It's all these guys. There's guys that are like 
reviewing other stuff. Like they review a movie and there's like one second of a song or there's like even like the, the slightest little nudity, not like full nudity, but it like looks like it might be nudity and their their entire videos get taken down. And then Cardi B's ass is like barely wearing pasties and she gets she gets full monetized music videos. So what is this? Why? It's Why? just a, it's just more inequality. It's like the caste system, bro. It's just people are in different levels. And there's the untouchable and then there's the very touchables. Yeah, the, they don't want to admit that like you know, like like you're less you're less degrees away from Cardi B than I am, you know? So you know those people that are like like they'd show up there and they'd like they had like seven guys blocking their table. They'd bro. eat, they wouldn't say anything. They'd nod at the owner and just leave, you know? I don't know if that's a good life for anybody. That's not what I'm trying to do. It's not, it's not an easy life. You can't connect like that. Yeah. You can't connect to people when people don't even see you as a person. You can, you can like, say, how, say Joe Rogan walked in, right? He would be dehumanized immediately. Oh, my God. Whoa. Ah. You wouldn't care what Joe Rogan's about. Right. But at the same time, he'd be like, he would be, uh, what do you call it? He'd just be a guy in a hoodie, you know? It's not like he'd be covered in gems and a fur coat or, you know, like right. some of these rappers or some of these, like, mus- these these female right. famous musicians. Like, they have to, I mean, some of them will try to sneak it in. But, like, you know, Rogan, I, can, I just can't imagine. Rogan's like it, the most recognizable face, so it's, like, huge. Well, but you know, you know comedians. I'm sure you've crossed paths with him too. And it's like, yeah. he doesn't care. Like, he just wants like, you got a steak? Okay, let's talk. But like, he just doesn't. Everyone's excited to see him because other people know who he is. But most of the people that are excited about famous people like really don't have anything more to add. Like, they're not right. like they don't really understand anything about the person either. Yeah, they're not like, oh, hey, this is your favorite. That need to be near famous people. What is? America has that so deeply. And I don't know. I really never understood why people love famous people so much here. Maybe I can say I'm, a, I'm out of it because I've met so many famous people doing stand-up that it's like, who gives a fuck anymore? Yeah, they're just people. You, you know? figured it out. And usually they're bad stand-ups. So you're like, all right, <laughs> you famous bad stand-up. But people who, I guess they want their lives to matter more than it does, which it already does because you're alive. But they want it to matter more. They want more out of their own existence. So being near someone famous validates their existence more. I, I That's all I can think of. I don't, I don't understand yeah. why they love famous people so much. Well, that's, I mean, that's how I feel like part of the reason I got into the places I've been in is I've never asked anyone for a selfie. I right. never, like, I don't that's need big. proof. That's big. I'd rather just, I want to be friends with everybody. I don't give a shit about Dude. proving it. The moment you ask for that selfie, you... You put yourself in a different location now. Now you're not a friend. Now you're a fan. And famous people have to do that to stay sane. So if you ever ask a famous person for a selfie, changes the game. Changes the whole game. Yeah, well, and it's it's like, I honestly, I see it. Like, you, you see those old Gandhi quotes about, or not quotes, but you see they, they always talk about how he would never give money to the homeless. He'd like sit down and talk to them. Right. It's kind of the same thing. It's just in a different direction. It's like some of these people just want to, they're, they, they, if you treat them like people, they'll, 
I, I I used to work at the Paramount downtown, so we would do the like red carpet world premieres. Right. So I had to like tell John Hamm to wait once, you know. It's like I've had to deal with these people, but in like a very professional, right, right. no taking pictures, and and a lot of times, whatever they were supposed to do next, I was supposed to walk them there, and they weren't ready. So my job was to stall them. Yeah. So I just learned to talk to people that are like everyone outside is screaming to get their attention, and they walk in, and <laughs> I'm the only guy in there being like, "Hey, Mr. Hamm, they're not quite ready for you. Can I get you a drink?" The bathroom's right over here. How's your day going? <laughs> oh, the Dodgers—they like, are doing well today. <laughs> I really hope. I really hope my radio goes off so I can take you backstage because this is lame. Yeah, <laughs> I know this isn't exciting for you. Who was? Uh, who was a fun hang? Uh, Colin Hanks. He immediately he was cool. like, "Where's the good tacos? Where's the?" And I felt bad because it was South by, and he Colin was downtown. Colin Hanks does seem like a chill motherfucker. He is chill, and his publicist was with him, and she was. The funniest, she had these like badass dangly yeah. ear, like like tassel earrings. Yes. She was really funny. And so oh. I told him where the, the good tacos were, even though they weren't anywhere yeah. near downtown. And she like arranged to get them for him, which was cool. I was like, I'll go get them for you right now, but I got to work. Colin Hanks, of course you uh, chill. Tom Char- raised you. Charlize Theron is like. Hottest thing in the world. She's she's just enormous. Like she's you like just six don't. Two or some shit, right? I think she's like six. <laughs> or six one without the heels, yeah. But she was like, you know, world premiere evening gown, right? Wide shoulders, Woo! six five probably, and these fucking yeah! She just came in, and I was like, Gah! <laughs> I was like, uh, 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 can, I go, uh, the, would, can I get you a water from the bar? I was just like, Ugh. you were like, can I get you a bar from the water? Yeah. yeah oh my god, it was like, like it's like. It's like I was standing in the dark and the sun just came out. Eclipse. And I was just like, like she just, she and just like, like radiant. Oh, and and like her movement, like she just walked in and she just turned and she was like, hello. <laughs> and I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, her, her her neck was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> she just she just turned her head 360, <laughs> 360 degrees. <laughs> okay. Dude, she is someone I want as a sexual partner. Oh yeah, dude. Fuck! Big, big South African girls. I'm probably like, South African girl right now, actually. Oh, really? Cape Town. That's what uh, Casey Neistat's wife is from South Africa also. They're gorgeous. They're a gorgeous bunch. And their accent is so, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, it's it, you almost think it's Australian, but then it's, like, even more interesting than it's that. It's like an Australian that got hit in the head, kind of. <laughs> right? A little bit. Yeah, like, they're about to do their accent, but then they just stop for some reason. Oh, it's Dan Roy. <laughs> what? Dude, that's I'm great. A- Who else you meet? Uh, who sucked? Oh, who like really sucked? Who was like, "Fuck this motherfucker." You know who was really uh, annoying was uh, the girl from like Kickass, a little blonde girl. What's her name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, what's her fucking name? Uh, so, the funny thing was was that she kind of like snubbed me in the, and I had to like help her with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because she was on like a smaller film. And, uh, and, uh, wait, wait, this is, uh, what's her name? This is the, uh, white chick who was in a uh, Louis movie too, right? Hold up. What was that? She, she's just, she looks like a little angry white girl. Kick-ass cat. Kick-ass. Yeah. Kick-ass is the, wait, um, the little, is it, is it kick-ass that she's in? Girl? No, it's a blonde girl. Hold on. Kick-ass too far. Uh, maybe kick-ass too. She's in, uh, God, what else is she in? She just did a bunch of movies. She just did a bunch of like smaller movies. Yeah, Chloe. So that's she's annoying. Name. She well, it wasn't. She was just like too cool. 
you know? And I was like, oh, you know. Too cool to talk. I was like, hey, well, she had like, she made them bring her a security guard and he stayed with her all the time. But I, he was my boy because yeah. we worked the same job. So I'm talking to him and she's like, why are you talking to him? Like, she just, she didn't say anything. But she Not was just cool. Like, she was just kind of like, you need to be paying attention to me. But then she wanted to go see uh, uh, the blonde, uh, amazing blonde. No, action blonde. The, the Charlie Theron movie. Uh, blonde, whatever. Blonde bitch. Yeah. The one yeah. where she's like the Bl- action star. Yeah. yeah. Atomic Blonde. There it is. And she wanted to see it. And so uh, I helped her get in. It's not like I let her in, but like someone told someone to tell me to let her in. Okay. So so we did that. So like I kind of let her in. So then she was like extra like, oh, this guy had to do something for her. Like, and then (laughs) I went up and I was like, I wanted to watch it myself. So and I had actually punched out way before that. Yeah. I'd actually let her in off the clock. Yeah. And then I go and I sit down and I'm sitting next to her in the theater. Dude, why'd you choose that one spot? I well so um Did you just like sit down and you're like there was like oh. there was like a girl like I was it was like three seats in. Well it was supposed to be where my friends were sitting, but they gave up their seats because uh I forgot I had hooked them up yeah. with better seats down downstairs. So you went at, uh, So I went up to where my I thought yeah. my friends were sitting and then there was like a girl in a fur coat and I was like, Who the fuck is this? And then I sat down and I looked and I'm like, Oh, th- none of these people I don't know any of these people. So you went on a date, basically. Show yeah, <laughs> kiss afterwards, or no? Yeah. Oh, you know who else was in there though? What's oh my that? god, she's stunning. The um, she's in Atomic Blonde too. The little, uh, I don't know, if she's oh, Mexican. She's okay. brown. This is the um, she made out with this girl, Charlie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a bathroom exactly. or some shit, right? She was a little hot lesbian scene. Hold on. She was, yeah, she was there, and it was. What a, I was like, damn, what a great day for you, bro. Bro, working at the Paramount was so great. I just wish it wasn't twelve dollars an hour. Sophia Butella. Yeah, Sophia Butella. They had a big up makeout Holy scene crap. in this movie, and it was like the hottest thing in the fucking world. She was in the crowd, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's her." She was right. I think she was a row above us or behind us. Dude, it was such a fucking uh, gratuitous thing. Like, hey, let's show these girls making out. I'm like so happy. Oh whatever. Charlize just loves that she's like fifty and still kicking. She's ass. like yeah, she's like gorgeous, and she's like, oh, Bucky's. You know what this is? I thought it was called Bucy's or something. Oh, so you're, you've already been here? No, never here. I, I've seen this thing before. I've never been to the bathroom here in my life. Well, I'm popular. As you said, well, that's going to be it for the best barbecue show. Hell yeah. Thank you, Osama. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope stay, you had fun. Stay smoky. You don't have a sign Live off it up. You, Keep, you have a sign off? Uh, Keep it smoking? Yeah, I, I do this. I say, huh. stay tuned for more best barbecue. This is lame. <laughs> Not even a pun in sight. <laughs> come in and eat man. <laughs> see me eat man. Hit on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I'm going out in Texas on the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, show no hell that I can meet him to meat man. Y'all to see me eat man. Woo!